For the first time in two weeks, welcome to an episode, an episode, a new episode. I'll just combine it into one word there. That's an episode. An episode of the Morning After Podcast with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. Producer Taters here as well. Uh, we can't thank you enough for checking us out. And uh, I apologize. I took vacation last week, so we didn't do an episode. Next week, Jenny's on vacation, so we're not going to do an episode next week. And so- I got to apologize also because I am struggling with a sinus infection. I am on a thousand different medications, but um, I could have to cough during this episode. If it gets bad enough, I may have to pop in a cough drop. I just want to warn you now. You know what? There are people who like the sound of people chewing like hard candy. I love it. Like the, so they're like, hey, and oh, they love ASMR. the ASMR. I love it. I, I don't. I don't get that one, but uh, to each their own. Uh, okay, so we're gonna start this episode a little different. We've never tried this before, and honestly, wherever you listen to our podcast, if there's like a way you can comment or or just let us know, um, we're gonna try something different. We're gonna start with an interview we had with a brand new artist now. You probably won't know his name. His name is Rain Johnson. And the only reason I'm sharing this with you is because, you know, we got anytime we get the opportunity to talk to a new artist, I, I want to. And because it, it's it's good to get to know these guys who's coming up in Nashville. And but I usually don't expect a lot out of the conversation. Like, it's just kind of generic. Rain was just really funny and he was real good to talk to. And, and just I just thought it was even if you didn't know who this guy was, I thought the conversation was interesting. So I think you'll enjoy it. So what we're going to do is we're going to play it for you here. And by, and if you're not interested at all, like we'll keep it real, no worries. Um, it's eight minutes long, so just scroll through it. So, so fast forward eight minutes on the podcast. If you don't want to, I, I I want you to at least try to check it out though, because he's really good. He is good, and he's new, and I think because you know unfamiliar. But but I remember like Rascal Flats before mm-hmm. anybody knew anything about Rascal Flats. They did. They came to the radio station. They performed a little song, you know, yeah. whatever. And I remember my program director at the time was like, oh, these guys are going nowhere. They're never going to be anything. Can you even believe he said that? That's wild. Because then they became enormously popular. Now they are who they are. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so definitely check this out. But if you don't want to, fast forward eight minutes starting now. Good morning. Good morning. Ladies and gentlemen, we're proud to welcome to the morning drive in Kansas City for the first time, Rain Johnson. Let's go, dude. What's going on, man? Let's hear it. All right, so let's talk about, like, you have this song out now, Somebody with a Broken Heart. And as we were talking, you know, we were exchanging emails, kind of setting up this interview and everything to talk to you. You know, I was, I was like, okay, Somebody with a Broken Heart. Let me look this up. Let me listen to it. And I, and I love the way, like, this was my introduction to you, and this is going to be, a, for a lot of people, the first lyric they hear out of your mouth, she dumped my ass on a Saturday night. <laughs> like, what a hell of a way to start a song, man. Hey, I mean, that's what the song's about, so why not just give it to him right at the beginning, you know? Story of a friend, obviously I've had my, my heart broken, but it wasn't at a time when I could, you know, go to the bar and, and have a drink or whatever. It was when I was a little younger. So, um, But, yeah, it was, it was inspired by a buddy of mine who, um, who had his heart broken and was just, you know, at a, at a place where he's like, man, what, you know, what do I do? And, and found himself, you know, finding a lady that was, you know, uh, willing to to make his night better by just grabbing him up and, and, and dancing with him and everything, you know, having a good time, you know? Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, we read somewhere that you actually at one point had tried out for American Idol. Is that true? Yeah, I did at one time. I, w- I, was, I would think that I was like, uh, it went to, I don't even remember what, I went to Hollywood for a little while. Well, that, that I, was our question. What season was that? Who were the judges, just so we can kind of paint a picture? Like, when was this? I don't even remember what year it was. Now that I or the, or the, 
Isn't that bad that I've purged that out of my brain? It was so traumatic that I've It was purged. traumatic. Oh no. Not the best experience there at Idol Hogan. But did you did you get in front of the like the T V judges? Did you get to meet them or did it not even get that far? No, no, yeah, absolutely. I got to perform in front of, um, I think it was, I know Simon was was still there. It was a Simon, yeah. Oh, yeah cause when, that's awesome. That's when the show was actually entertaining, though. I mean, he was a little harsh, yeah. but. Um, the, the, uh, I'll be fast, but the funniest part about that whole thing, and don't get me wrong, that was like a really cool thing for me because I was, I was young and it helped me grow a lot. Sure. But I remember, and I hope I, don't, I hope I don't come across like a jerk about telling the story because I think it's hilarious, but <laughs> I went home in that part. Do you remember that part or the parts where they, they separate rooms, like they put like 50 people in a room and 50 people, or not even maybe like 50, but, and then they go in, they send that whole room home. Yes, like they're like, right. Hey. Okay, so I remember, you know, feeling pretty confident, like feeling like I did a good job, but everybody was, you know, there's a lot of good people. And I remember sitting in that room after they like put us all in there and I looked around and I was like, I'm going home. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> like, like I knew before they came in the room because I'm like, there's a lot of people in here that I thought that weren't that good, so I think that I'm probably going home. But I'm going to tell you, as somebody who watched the show like faithfully for so many years, you know, you even as a watcher, I'd look and be like, "Oh no, that room's going home," you know, because you could wow. just tell. Well, you could tell. Oh, he said, "Everybody around me stinks." <laughs> I'm in the wrong room. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to be 100% transparent, I did. I was sitting there like, "These are the sucky people in here," and Aww. I think I'm. But look at you now. You're you're doing your thing now, so it didn't even matter. But I think you're right for the experience. That probably was a good, you know, some good experience for you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I remember being in the hotel room at one point and, and being like, like you know, in the quiet time of it, and being like, "Am I really ready for this?" Like I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I don't right. know if I am. So like I wasn't like I wasn't like super heartbroken that it that it happened. I, I like I said, it's all learning experience, and here I am now, and and you know, yeah, I, I know definitely. that helped get to where I'm at now. So. So uh, we're talking with new artist Rain Johnson, his song Somebody with a Broken Heart. Check it out wherever you get your music. Uh, from the suburbs of Cincinnati originally. So shout out Cincinnati, Ohio. Are you a big chili guy? You know, you got to have the Skyline Chili in Cincinnati. Do you have like one of those crazy, super secret chili recipes, award-winning stuff? Or is that not your thing? So, I mean, here, yeah, so I like, I do, I do have a good chili recipe, but my chili recipe would probably be similar. I don't know. Chili's different everywhere, yeah. but you can't compare Skyline chili to, like, chili you make at home. I don't put, like, I just make bean chili with soup or with, with meat, and, you know, I don't make it with cinnamon in it. Like, that's what Skyline does in all the places around here. They put, they put cinnamon in there, and it's like a sweeter way. I'm more yeah. of a, like, Grilled cheese, grilled cheese sandwich with my with my standard hot chili, you know? It's super weird that you say that about cinnamon, because growing up, um, I knew people that put cinnamon in their spaghetti sauce, and I was like, that is just wrong. Like, that doesn't go together. Well, Skyline is. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys know of it as that, but that's what, I mean, it's Skyline, it's spaghetti with that, that type of chili on top of it. Yeah, I don't it's like delicious. that flavor. It's delicious. I mean, I love it, but I don't make that at home. Right. Uh, so, like, people is like, because you know we're in Kansas City. What do we know? Like in, in Cincinnati, are there people who are like, uh, like a Skyline, like the gold standard? Like, cause I know, but people from out of town, they go, they have to try Skyline chili. You know, when you come here, you have to try the barbecue. When you go there, you got to try the Skyline. Like for you, is it like as a local, is like, oh no, Skyline's trash. I make better chili. Or do most people feel like no, it is a, a pretty good standard to live up to? No, yeah, everybody loves it. Okay. Everybody that. Lives- Around here, loves it, yeah, and I'm pretty proud of it. 
Well, one thing that I, I think that you must love, because it seems like a lot of pictures on your Instagram of you fishing. You big fisherman? Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge outdoors guy. Yeah, for sure. So we kind of want to know, you know, everybody fisherman, I feel like, has that story, like the biggest catch. Yeah, we want you tell us a story about fishing, and then we're going to decide if you're telling the truth or not. <laughs> you know, fi- oh, you fishermen, you lie. You're a bunch of liars. <laughs> no, yeah. So actually, my best, my best fishing story for like big fish did happen not too long ago. I was... I was out at my aunt and uncle's house. They have a nice farm pond that has, you know, the family has fished it for a long, long time. And you normally catch these, you know, 12-inch bass out of there, probably, you know, two pounds, two, three pounds. And I was fishing. Like, we, we literally drove there. And I, as soon as I get out of the car, I just, like, literally look at my wife. And I'm always like, I'm getting the pole. I'm going to the – because we usually get there in the evening, like, not – like, right around sunset when it's good, good biting time. Yep. So I go down. I'm fishing. And – she never comes down there, and she just so happened to just, like, mosey down there. And as soon as she walks down, bam, I get just smashed, and I start reeling it in. And I'm looking at her, and she's looking at me, and I'm like, this, this is a big fish. This is a big fish. And she's looking at me like, why are you so excited? You never get this excited, you know? And I'm like, this is a lunker. So anyways, I get it in, pulled up. It's like a three-and-a-half, four-pound bass out of this farm pond that no one's ever caught out of there. I mean, you sh- I have a video of it, and you can see me. I'm like a little kid. I like it. I'm like, I think th- this shows us that your wife is the good luck charm here. Yep. Hello. Yep. Well, that's true. Yeah, I got. That's a good point. Very good point. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my. I don't think that I could lie about it because it was so that it was so fun, and it wasn't like a ginormous fish. You right. know, it wasn't like a Florida bass, but it was like for a farm pond and for me. Like that's what I normally fish is farm ponds and stuff. Yeah. It was like. It was like I was that, you know, 10-year-old kid who called his first fish. It was funny. That's awesome, man. I love it. <laughs> New artist Rain Johnson, his song, Somebody with a Broken Heart. Listen to it here on Q104, wherever you get uh, your music, man. We appreciate the time and kind of and, and getting to know you a little better, and we look forward to having you in Kansas City for a show, man. I, I love it, man. I can't wait to get out there and uh, and see you guys. So it's, it's great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Hey, bring some chili, though, okay? We want to try it. Yeah, I, I can do that for sure. Hold the cinnamon. <laughs> and end of interview. There we go. That was Rain Johnson. His new song is a banger, by the way. A lot of Riley Green kind of feel to it. It's like upbeat, rocking. Hey, it'll probably be like a banger when we do that in our show at some point. Yeah, I go. like him. He way was, go, Rain. Yeah, I just, you know, interviews are, are always hit and miss. There are artists who are real fun to talk to and artists who just aren't that conversational. Great singers, just not that conversational. Uh, and I just really enjoyed that conversation I wanted to share. Robin Ottolini popped by the radio station not too long ago, and she's got that song, um, F-150. And she I, it just was so conversational, so funny, and I adored her personality. And sometimes, for me, it can make the difference on how I like someone's music if I really like them. You know what I mean? So I'm a little more interested in hearing more from her because I heard her sing a couple live. She, honestly, she's great. And she's hilarious and so relatable. Funny. We, uh... Because what the, these art, these new artists, you know, they'll come to town, and then usually the bosses will all the the bosses, the record reps, and the artists, they'll all go out for like a lunch or a dinner. And by lunch, I mean they go and get drunk at eleven thirty in the morning. Like Pretty we all much. know that's what they do. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, so our boss was asking Robin, she's like, "Hey, you know, where, where do you want to go for lunch? You know, you're in Kansas City. Where do you want to go?" She's like. I don't know. I don't know what to want here. She's like, all I know is that I'm not bougie. Like, yes, what a line. I know. What, like, <laughs> I immediately connected with her. I'm like, this is so great. She's just down to earth. She's very cool. And very then she, sweet. You know how me, I'm like a map nerd. 
She totally map nerded with me, which, and I don't know if she actually cared or, but she sure made it seem like she zoomed. She's from Canada. Mm-hmm. And so she, we pulled up Google maps and I was like, Hey, what, what part of Canada are you from? She's telling me the town. I'm trying to zoom in on it. And she's like, Oh no, look. And she grabs my phone, zooms in real close. She's like, that's my house. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my I God. Get, we map nerded together. Yeah. You want to see my house now? I got a body of water near my house too. <laughs> She's fun. She's fun. Someday we might see her up on the stage, you know, winning an award. And speaking of awards, do you like that transition? (laughs) The Emmy nominations (laughs) have come out. Now, I got to tell you, I normally don't care. I really actually don't care at all about the Emmy nominations. I never have. That's just the one area I'm just like, "Eh." and you know how it is with like the Oscars and all the other things. You've never even heard of half the shows or half the movies. Yeah. Well, I don't really necessarily need to talk about like all of the different shows that are nominated but here's what i thought was super interesting you know how for the longest time it was just nbc abc cbs i mean those were your category network television dominated it it is 99 percent amazon prime netflix hulu disney plus i mean there's a couple of like um this is us nbc that's up for outstanding drama series right and then for outstanding comedy like abc has one in there but i mean it is all streaming services i just thought that was fascinating as i'm going down the list it's like that's where it's at that's it, what everyone's watching isn't it disney plus that's totally dumb even more than all the other streaming services disney plus i believe has a ton and i think tater you'll appreciate it. it's all those spin-off marvel series that are getting all the now have you watched any of those yet by the way no i got rid of disney plus I got rid of Disney Plus, so I really don't know I'm tell- what is on there. But you're you're an MCU guy, right? I mean, you like the Marvel Universe. I'm telling you, man, it would be worth it to resubscribe, even if just for a month, because uh, there's WandaVision, there's Falcon and Winter Soldier, and now they're doing Loki, new episodes. All worth it. Like, Katie and I sit, and we wait every week for the new episode to watch it, man. I think it's worth investing. Just just my well, advice. I have a great idea. Share your password with me, and then I can uh, join along with Here, all the fun. Here's an idea. You're an adult. <laughs> Pay your own damn bills and subscribe yourself. All right? I ain't your sugar mama. Hey, all right? is caring, you... I'm You'll gonna be happy that to know, out. though, that your Ted Lasso is doing real well with the nominations. Jason Sudeikis is actually up for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy. Apple Plus got a ton of nominations why why haven't you subscribed why aren't you an apple tv person yet uh, get know, on it i don't know we just i feel like we have so many going that it's like get oh my gosh get another i know you I need know. to get rid of them and get on apple tv by the way as we're recording this podcast today is july 14th record date nine days away from season two of ted lasso hey tater and i don't agree on much but Ted Lasso is the bee's knees. Yeah, and Jenny, I'll let you get my password just for a smile and a hug. Hey, thanks. Appreciate you. That's what good friends are for. Uh, the Queen's Gambit, we've got some nominations. I know that's been a while ago that we watched that, but I will tell you, that's one of the, my favorite things I've ever watched on Netflix. I really enjoyed that. That was an incredible series. Very well done by Netflix on that. Mm-hmm. Um, they are still doing, though, like the uh, the variety talk series, so like your late night talk shows. Conan, I, I actually thought they canceled Conan. He's done now. Okay. But this is over the last year, but he very recently, within he the last done month. He's done right? Yeah. He's, he's moving to a weekly thing on HBO Max. He went streaming, which is super smart. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely the right move for him. Yeah. So he's up. So TBS, that, I think that might be the only TBS nomination that the oh, yeah. network has ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Stephen Colbert, Trevor Noah, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon did not get a nomination. I'm t- Fall- you know what? Fallon's starting to come back. He's starting to get back to the... The silly, non-political things that he was doing, like uh, which is what made him great. Which was, and, and and I think he got caught up. He got caught. Here's what happened. Do you remember when he was accused of uh, 
helping Donald Trump win the election in 2016 because he had him on the show and he oh messed up his hair. Yes. Remember that? Like, and everyone's like, you and all all these people who hate Donald Trump, and I understand why people don't like Donald Trump, sure. And they're like, you made him likable and that's why he won. Shut up. That I is know, not why he won. But he, Jimmy Fallon did what Jimmy Fallon does and it's what he should have done in that interview. He should have messed up his hair. And, and, and give credit where you love or you hate the guy, you know, both candidates, that year it was Donald versus Hillary and both were invited on The Tonight Show. Donald accepted. Hillary did not. And it, it gave him a boost. Like, and I, it was Why wouldn't you go on a late-night talk show when you're running for president? You absolutely should do yes, that. Yes, most of them do. I actually can't think of a time when somebody said no except for that time. And, and that's not... Did, did it help? It could have helped. Sure, of yeah, course it could have helped, but like, that's something... I think something, it could have helped. I think it would have made her a little more likable because I, I don't think she was particularly likable yeah. to a lot of people. And it's, and it's Jimmy. Jimmy Fallon is so good at just like... He's not going to ask the serious questions. No. And, when, and when I see a, a presidential candidate, if I want the serious questions answered, I'm going to watch the debates or attempt to watch the debates. Right. I like when they bring those political candidates onto the talk shows where there can be a little more lighthearted, maybe a little more be real. human. Yeah. Right. And, and I think it makes, I think it could benefit and make any politician a little more likable when they appear on those kinds yeah, of shows. Yeah, I completely agree. But, you don't want to know one show that I just, I, I didn't even see it nominated for anything. I used to be a huge fan of The View. Did you ever watch that I at all no. in your life? That, Have you, I know a, it's a women's thing. Yeah, that's but, more of a women's show. Yeah, no, I never watched The View. Well, I used to really enjoy it because it was a it, it was The View, different points of view, and it was really a good variety of opinions. And it's just become so one sided now. Oh like, yeah. Even if that's the side that you know you're all about, I just feel like. Do you really just want to hear all the people saying the exact same thing? I don't. I like a good mixed up conversation where I can maybe learn a little something from these people and learn a little something from these people. And it's just become so one sided. But I've noticed I didn't unless I missed it. I don't think that that it was nominated. Well, they're so that. Yeah, it's highly they're they're very Democratic, very left leaning. And then they had Megan McCain, who is Republican on and there. But she, she just quit because she's she like couldn't take it. It really should be a, a 50 50. If oh, there's going to yeah. be like four or six an even number, like four or six women, three on one side, three, on, you know, like. Equally divided, so that well, and, yeah, and then they should really try like find something to agree on every day to give all of us a little. And they hope. used to do that. So when um, Elizabeth Hasselbeck was on, she was obviously the right wing on that show, and mm-hmm. and they would definitely get into some heated discussions. But I enjoyed it because I really liked hearing the back and forth. It was it was good. Sometimes it got ugly, but it was right. a good back and forth. But they would they would have those fluffy topics where everyone could kind of find common ground or whatever, and it was just a little more balanced. I feel like it's just gotten. It's almost just gotten hateful, really. It's a little crazy. Daytime yeah. talk shows, man, they're wild. Like, hey, I'm trying to think like back in the day. Obviously, like everyone says like Jerry Springer. Yeah. yeah. And then now and now like Maury, like Maury Povich, you are the father. Like, do you remember? Did you watch any of those back in the day? Like, oh, I watched all of them. Like, um, Ricky Lake. Oh, Ricky Lake. Dude, Ricky, ready for this? Ready? Ricky Lake. Jenny Jones, Jenny Jones, Sally Jesse Raphael, Preach. Montel, Montel had a show for a little bit. Like, dude, <laughs> I love everybody it. had a show. Uh, they did. Um, Donahue, I'm going way back with that. And then even Oprah, when she started her show, used to go up into the audience with her microphone and get mm-hmm. the audience questions and whatever. I, I'm telling you, I'm, I miss Oprah. I loved watching her show. I thought she just had the most fascinating guests. I mean, it, it was such a variety, you know, about. Anything and everything. I'm. I actually miss talk shows, and I wonder if they'll ever make a comeback. Well, because now it's not really talk shows, but it's like podcast uh, and the perfect right. and, and podcast. There's no kind of like this one. There's no time limit. You can right. do, you can really dive in. That's why I think Joe Rogan is so successful right now because Joe ha- has very interesting guests 
who have very different opinions about mm-hmm. everything. And he'll he'll invite anybody on with any viewpoint or belief. He had somebody on who was very, I think, pro-abortion. And like Spotify was like, you can't put that episode on. And he just stood his ground. He was like, no, I can put them on. They they have their opinion. And everybody can share their opinion on my show, no matter what your opinion is. Right. But I love the fact that he does keep it pretty balanced in that mm-hmm. he might have that guy on the one day, but then the next day, somebody with a totally different stance. And I appreciate that because yeah. I think it's important for us to hear all different viewpoints. And I bet he has an opinion and he, and he brings people on that he probably agrees with. And he probably enjoys that privately. He probably enjoys that a little more. Mm-hmm. But he bring he knows that people of all varieties listen to his podcast and he wants something for everybody. Michael Jordan, you guys remember the Bulls dot the last dance documentary? Yeah. And like the, the Carolina Democrat was running against this Republican and they're like, Michael, you got to endorse this Democrat. And his answer was Republicans buy sneakers too. That was mm-hmm. his answer. Yeah. And it's like it's, it's it's brilliant. It's it's so well done by Michael. And I and I, I enjoy people who do that. I know Joe in the same year he had Bernie Sanders and then he had this guy, uh, Ben Shapiro, who was as right and conservative as it gets. And But he had them both, not at the same time, but mm-hmm. within the same year, had them both on the show. They both, and he asked questions of things that he didn't understand and, you know, gave them a chance to speak their piece about whatever platform they were on. It was, he's, he's the best man. You know, he's what's so funny about Joe Rogan is that for a long time, one of the biggest questions that we get asked as radio people is, you know, who, tell me about the, like the coolest celebrity you've ever met, or tell me about the jerkiest celebrity you've ever met. And my answer forever has been Joe Rogan. He was an a-hole. Like, I really did not enjoy him at all. And I just am amazed at his wild popularity. I've listened to his podcast. It's great. I enjoy him. But as when I met him, he was an a-hole. Like, I really did not enjoy him at all. And that ruins it forever for you, doesn't it? Well, it did, except for, like I said, I've listened to his podcast. And I I just have to get past it. I guess there's Mm -hmm. maybe... Who knows? He could have been having a bad day. Maybe I was having a bad day. I always try to look at it with that perspective because you don't know what was going on. But I just remember of all the celebrities I've met, I thought, no, he is not. What's wild is some of the people who can be the worst are people who are like, yeah, they're famous. Like, yeah, you know who they are, but you're like not that famous, dude. For me, it was Rob Schneider. Was a jerk? Was a total, just a diva and like a douchebag. Like he, uh, uh, at the time, he he came to a he was doing a comedy stop in Columbia when I was on the air at Columbia, and I was on the uh, I was on the midday show, so I was on from from ten a.m. to like three in the, in, in the middle of the day, and he came on the morning show to promote his show that night at the comedy club, and so it was like five minutes before I had to go on the air, so I walk in the studio, he's still there, and one he's heating his tea with a soldering iron. Oh my god! Imagine a little soldering iron. <laughs> But his tea wasn't hot enough, so he had this little soldering that he brings with him everywhere to keep his tea hot. That's either genius or super nerdy. It's one or the other. One, okay, that's weird. And then, um, you know, I didn't want to be just, like, I wasn't trying to, like, oh, my God, can I get a selfie? And I was like, Rob Schneider. Like, it's cool to see. Like, that's cool that you're in my studio. It was neat. But at the same time, I wasn't trying to be a goob about it. So I was just, I was just trying to be polite. And so I was like. You know, uh, I walked into the room and they were kind of wrapping up and I was like, you know, hey, hey, Rob, I'm, I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. Didn't even acknowledge my existence in the room. And I didn't I wasn't quiet. Mm. You know, we none of us have quiet voices. Our voices project. We're, we're loud people. So yeah. he was like, I was like, I was like, hey, hey, Rob, I'm Mike. I'm, I'm next up on. Hey, man, good to meet you. Nothing. Crickets. Like oh, just turned his jerk. back. That's not. And nice. I'm like, yeah. And, so, and, and that's why. I don't want to dog, you don't want to dog people, especially by name, but like, that's an actual experience that happened to me. Like, I'm just telling you the story. Maybe he was having a Again, bad day. Maybe he was having a bad day. But like, nobody knows. That's my one experience with you, dude. And like, I'm wishing all the success in the world with your daughter, L. King, and her song, Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home on Q104. As for you, just keep riding Adam Sandler's coattails, you jerk. Tater, have you ever had a bad encounter with a celebrity? 
No, I haven't. I think everybody that I've met has been very polite. And, um, I mean, people always ask that question, like, who who is it for you that really was just not that cool and they mm-hmm. were just really a jerk? And I'd have to say the only time that it happened was at a Yalapalooza. Kip Moore was – he he went on before Cole Swindell, so he was on stage, and I went over to go talk to him about something. And let's say he was just preoccupied with a blonde that was uh, on stage <laughs> with us. So he, he really wasn't paying attention to me. He said, what up? But he kind of was like, you know, I get, I get it. Hey, as a single guy, yeah, hey, totally you, yeah you ain't mad at him for you're that. You're so, his game there. I was just about to say, Kip, what's up with a friend? But I mean, you know, that's a little ballsy. But no, I yeah. think everybody I've met has been fantastic. Have most of the people you've met though been in the country genre? Yeah, there hasn't been many people that I've met outside of it, you know, because sometimes it, if they are comedians, like you said, they come through, but I haven't really met anybody that way. Yeah, because I will say of all my experience in radio and different genres of music and everything, um, I, country artists are by far the coolest. I think for the most part, I'm sure the divas are out there. I mean, I just haven't met them or whatever, but they, they are truly like down to earth, real people, good hearts, like just kind. I, I really have always enjoyed country artists uh the nice the person who's ever always been the nicest to me was i've, I've told you cole swindell but i will say at that same show at yallapalooza uh cole's people were kind of mean to me but that's well sometimes it is their people i've noticed that with the pop artists too mm-hmm. their people can be real jerks and i mean i get it i guess like you've got to be their handlers but especially when it's like the the up-and-coming artists I, calm down like like pipe down like if anything let us do a little networking here so that we're all yeah so it's not awkward when they are big and huge and all that stuff anyway right. I had a really cool experience, and I'm taking a sharp left here. Um, so last week I was on vacation. Um, my wife and I, every year we go to Chicago a couple times. That's where her family's from. And uh, and we fly up there because that drive is a nightmare. It's a eight-hour drive, one-hour flight. Thank you. I'll take the one-hour flight. So we fly into Chicago, and we're flying out. And as we're flying out, Joe Biden was in town giving a – I don't know what he was doing. but So as we were driving to O'Hare, the airport there in Chicago – as we're pulling up, all of a sudden, we and we see it. They're not even hiding it. It's boom right there. Bang! Air Force One. Hey, that was really cool. Have you guys ever seen Air Force One, like, in person? I don't think I have. No, I know Brad Paisley flew on it once. Really? Yeah. yeah I can't remember the exact story. He he gave somebody, uh, somebody gave him, like, a special coin, and he got to fly on Air Force One. I'll have to look at the story. Was it, uh, do you know who was president at the time? I think Bush. That makes sense. I, was, I believe so. I can't remember. It might have been Clinton or Bush because that was right around the time frame. That's cool. As I was say, Brad got really took off like 99-2000, which is right when Bush took over as president. So will you look that up? Yeah. Yeah, g- yeah give that a look. Story. And while you're looking that up, I want to uh, – just driving by it was real cool. So I obviously – and we knew he was going to be there. Like we had planned our trip around. We knew traffic might be a bit of an issue. Security might be a bit of an issue. So we got there early. And we took care of all that. But it was really cool just seeing the plane. And so I remember I posted it to my social media. And I had made the joke of, because uh, our flight actually was delayed that way. It was, it was, it was because of weather. It had nothing to do with uh, the president. But uh, so I took on social media. I took a picture of it, a video. And I was like, oh, that's why we were delayed. You know, thanks, Biden. And I was like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding because it's, it, it had nothing to do with him. But it was funny. I got a couple of, like, you know, when you put it on an Instagram story, people can respond and they can reply and all that. Mm-hmm. So I got a couple of replies. Like I got one, like one, like right after the other. One was like the greatest American hero ever. Followed like three seconds later by, ew. Yeah, <laughs> it was just. And I was like, it had nothing to do with who the president was. Yeah, it, that doesn't. That didn't matter. It's just I had never seen the plane before. And the real cool part was, so we had gotten delayed a little bit, but as we're, we're on the plane and we're we're taxiing to the runway to take off to come back to Kansas City, as we're taxiing. 
We were looking over out of, we're on the right side of the plane. We look out the window. We see like six helicopters. And then we see one big helicopter behind that. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. We got to see Marine One, the helicopter, land and 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 the president was getting back uh, from the uh, from the helicopter back onto Air Force because he was about That's to take off cool. and head back to D.C. But to see the the helicopter land with the president and him being able to go walk get back on the airplane i had never seen anything like that yeah, before so it was neat. it was really cool to watch so we talked about I, uh, this on the air a little bit and then i had asked if you had ever been to washington dc because i grew up in baltimore or near baltimore and we would go to dc all the time because it was just kind of around the corner and you have not been you've not actually been to dc never been to dc remember i got Very suspended cool. yeah that's right there was a school trip and you got suspended and weren't <sighs> able to make it oh, We'll get we'll get to that. I do want to get to Tater real quick because did you find the Brad Paisley story? Yeah, it's actually hilarious. So he was telling Jimmy Kimmel about one time President Obama actually asked him to come on Tater Force One to fly to Afghanistan to entertain troops. Cool. And he said uh, Brad says the seats are they recline but they're not as comfortable as you think. So he actually slept on the floor. <laughs> and before, wow. Before Brad Paisley left Air Force One, he he quote. Took a lot of beer and whiskey glasses from Air Force One with the logos and just stole them right there off of the shelf. And he way has them go. in his bar at home. Oh, way to go. Take well, <laughs> as a taxpayer, Brad Paisley, you're welcome for the barware. Because uh, that's coming out of our pocket, I hate to tell you. I oh, wonder man. if it's one of those things where they just know. They just expect, like, someone's going to, you're going to take these. I would ask. Yeah. I would ask, too. I would be like, Mr. President, can I have a whiskey glass? Like, can, come right. on. Bro, bro come yeah. on. And I feel like the president would be kind of like our boss does here. He'd be like... Just, just, you didn't ask. I didn't see it. I didn't it, see anything, whatever. right. Like plausible <laughs> deniability. All right, Jenny, what, you had something. Oh, no, no. I was just saying about Washington, D.C., that we used to go on field trips all the time, you know, when I lived there. And it was it was a very cool, I just think everybody should see it at least once. And I think just seeing the White House in person, too, it's mm-hmm. so much smaller than you think. When you see it on TV, it looks gigantic. It's and, not that big? No, it's really not. I, I don't think so. I mean, okay. it's just, everything seems a little more grand, you know, right. when you're looking at it on TV. But I know, like, we're back to kind of like some celebrities wouldn't go on the TV talk shows or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think there are some celebrities that are you that won't go to the White House for whatever. Like, they'll be invited to the White House or whatever. And I'm thinking, I don't care who is president or whether I'm buying into whatever they're selling. I think to be able to go and experience that would be amazing. Yeah, I, I have my beliefs. I know you do as well. But I can tell you this, whether it was President Obama, President mm-hmm. Trump, or President Biden, if I had the opportunity to go and meet and shake a sitting president's hand, I would absolutely would do it go. if I disagree with them. And I could, because I'm, you could have a conversation with somebody you disagree. Isn't it interesting when there's no keyboards in the way, the amount of progress you can make in a face-to-face conversation? But I think the world we're living in, you know, I think some sports people have been invited to go and they won't go because, or even, I, I can't remember who it was. I just feel like just recently somebody, not just recently, it was before the election, obviously, but it you was know, all, turned it down. But it, But I think it's, because they were afraid of what it might do to their image, when in fact it had nothing to do with their politics. They just wanted to simply experience what it was like to go to the White House. Yeah. And then they were afraid they'd get chastised. And I hate that that's the world we're living in. I, I wish it could just be you do you, boo. True, but but it is. Care. It's all good. I would, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, So in how far away from Washington did you live? Because you lived in Maryland as a kid. Mm-hmm. So like to drive to D.C., was that like a one-hour drive? About an hour. Oh, that's it? Oh, yeah. No big deal. That's like, man, that's like nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like driving from one side of Kansas City to the other. But that's why, I mean, I grew up in a small town, you mm-hmm. know, but everything very, there was a lot of cool stuff around us, but I was too young to go enjoy it, unless it was a field trip or my right. parents took us or whatever. But as an adult, it is fun to go back and, and do some of that stuff. I, uh, 
So the, the story, by the way, in case you missed it on the radio, is I was in eighth grade, and this my middle school every year offered the eighth graders a chance to go to D.C. and see all the sites and learn about American history and American politics and things like that, which is a wonderful idea. I think it's really cool that they set that up. Um, but the rule was, it was towards the end of the school year, like, you know, school years usually end in, what, like May or June. It, it was like a late April trip towards the end of the school year, and their their deal was sign up. You can go, but in order to qualify for the trip, you know, you got to you got to pay on time and then you have to maintain a certain GPA and you can't get suspended. So, I think it was like January, we're a little over halfway through the school year, and I got suspended. But I think the reason I got suspended if I'm being quite frank is BS. And like <laughs> I really do. And and cuz Jenny, you were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you said that." I really don't think this is a big deal at all. I really don't. <laughs> So eighth grade rolls around. My U.S. history, ironically, U.S. history class at the time, my eighth grade teacher's name was Mr. Massey. Great teacher. I disliked him then. I respect the heck out of him now. He would, because uh, I, I always did really well in his class because he forced you to do the work. So that come test time, you would ace. I, I aced his test because because he forced me to do the studying. So, but Mr. Massey, very, you know, older guy anyway, and he would come in like suspenders every day. You know, he looked like an old man. One day, he rolls up into school, and he's looking fresh. Okay, at the time I'm in high school, Abercrombie and Fitch is everything. Abercrombie, Hollister, American Eagle, that's all the, that's the bee's knees right there, right? So, he walks in one day, and he's wearing clothes that I swear he got from Abercrombie and Fitch. (laughs) And he looked great. He had the the, the nice khakis on, he had this cool button up on, and I I had said to my friend, I was like, dang. I was like, Mr. Massey roll up here looking like a pimp. And he heard me, which didn't, I wasn't really trying to hide it from him. Like he was, he heard me. He was like, what did you, what did you say? And I was like, I said, I said, Miss May, you roll up here. You're looking like a pimp. And he's like, is, he's like, come with me. And I'm like, okay. Like I thought I made his day. <laughs> wow. We're buddies now. <laughs> I, I, I thought I made his day. And so, and he takes me to his desk and he rest fills out the, the, the dreaded, the pink slip. I'm like, wow. oh God. And I'm like, and as he's filling it out, I'm like, what, what? Gives me three days of in-school suspension mm. for inappropriate conduct or, or like, you know, inappropriate war, whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, I didn't get to go to D.C. Because I called, because of my teacher made a noticeable change to his wardrobe. And I said, hey, you look like, you look like a pimp. I do think that that's a harsh punishment. I don't think the punishment fit the crime there. I, I don't think probably it was a little disrespectful to speak that way about but it a, wasn't. a teacher. Well, I know you didn't mean it. Like, what do we talk about? Intent. You didn't intend it like that. You actually were paying him a compliment. But I was. He didn't know the lingo and whatever, but old school I, mentality. I have a huge problem with that because back in that time frame, there was cologne that was very popular from like Hot Topic or one of those Spencers or whatever, and it was called Pimp. <laughs> and we used to spray it on and we'd be like, yeah, we pimp and we'd pop the collars. And, man, I, you know, that time frame is different than now. I think that he shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mr. Massey, if you're listening, I take it back. Yeah, you looked like an idiot. There, no. how about that? You look Sorry, like trash. I know. That's me. I, that's bad. That's me. I wish Mr. Massey was a great teacher. But just so you know, Mr. Massey, the punishment did not need mean to uh, fit what the punishment did not mean. It did not uh, fit the crime. I you. mean, it it's wasn't awful. even a crime. It's a crime to pay more than a dime. Jeremy Franklin, Mitsubishi. Well, y'all get mad at us for that spot. I, I think that spot is brilliant. <laughs> I, here, here's man. That spot. My wife was the first one to tell me. She's like, "I gotta tell you, I, I I can't stand that commercial." And I, and I actually I didn't 
it didn't really stand out to me. I was like, okay, I was like, it was, oh, it's kids. This woman with this Brooklyn accent, and she does well. Shout out to Jeremy Franklin Mitsubishi, and you're gonna hate to hear this, but I think their car sales have gone like through the roof since they launched that campaign. Well, what do they say? Like any any publicity is good publicity, yeah, or you know, anything and, obnoxious, it doesn't matter. It stands out. It actually stands out dude, more. Be memorable. Yeah. Oh, that's why we talked about this before with jingles. You know, some of the worst jingles, but man, they stand out. I mean, I love our friends at Rally House with that Rally House. Uh, dun, 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 dun. And every time I go to Rally House, I'm in my head going, Rally House. So not like, this isn't like a brand, but every time I'm in an airport now, yeah. I get baggage claim from Miranda Lambert stuck in my head. Because you get off the plane, uh-huh. you look up at the sign, it says baggage, baggage claim. And I say, I got baggage claim. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I don't know how the song goes. Stick in your head. Um, no, shout, uh, shout out to them. When I was uh, in a real, when in the tiny towns in Illinois doing radio, there was this car. There's this truck dealership in Ottawa, Illinois. It was Ken Motors. Did you ever hear my spots, or did they take them off after I left? I used my obnoxious voice. By the time I was there, somebody else was doing it, but I vividly remember exactly what you're going to say. I man, I used to this spot. So here's what they paid for. They said they wanted. Uh, they bought a 30 second advertisement, and they wrote out the last eight seconds of the spot. And for 22 seconds, they wanted nothing but their website repeated over and over again and then they wanted like a sound effect mm. that sounded like a cd skipping mm-hmm. so it was it was and i'm not going to get used my obnoxious voice here but it, it was it basically I, I went like my big booming radio voice i was like kenmotors.net for trucks and then there was a skipping sound effect and then i said it again skip said it again skip and that went on for 22 seconds before i said it like one more time and said stop by today or whatever mm-hmm I I didn't get death threats, but I got if you I got a lot of like I'm never listening to your radio station again, and I got a couple of I really want to punch you in the face yeah. and uh, and like friends of mine who I would associate with outside of work who but who would listen to the radio shows and they'd be like every time that comes on I want to sock you in the face and um but they they I think my my sales guy because I went up to my sales guy I was like you've got to pull my voice like I don't want to be associated with that anymore. He's like, dude, I hate to tell you, but you're stuck with it. And I'm like, why? He's like, sales went up 300% the first month they I'm ran it. I'm telling you, it sticks it was, in people's heads. It was insane how that worked. But I and I, 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 and I was like, okay, well, this was pretty much my idea. So can I get a cut of the commission then? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should have seen the, boy, I got laughed out of the building for creating the idea, <laughs> producing the spot. Uh, being responsible for the increase in revenue, but then I don't get a cut of it, man. No, oh. that's how it works. Don't you know by now? Come on. Hey, Tater, right before we started the podcast, you had brought something up. You said you were you something came to your mind the other day that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, over the weekend, I thought about this, and uh, it's bringing it back to when uh, getting in trouble at school. So uh, I would have to say me and this guy got into it over a girl, and he had a red car. And back then, I had a Caprice Classic, so I had two different keys, one key for the ignition, one for the trunk. The one for the trunk I barely ever used, okay? So I get called in office one day, and I have no idea why I'm in there. This kid, whatever his name is, accuses me of scratching his red car mm-hmm. with a key or a screwdriver or something. Oh, he said you keyed his car. I keyed his car Dang. because of because of this girl. Hey, it, what did you key his car for, man? That's mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, here, this is the funny part. Yeah, but you totally didn't do it, right? So we're sitting in there, and I have no idea what he's talking about. I never would key someone's car, you know? <laughs> and he's oh. blaming me left and right because of this girl that we got into it over because we liked her or whatever it was. And the uh, principal says, well, let me see your keys. So he grabs my keychain, and he's kind of looking at all different the keys. He goes, huh, fancy. 
that his car's red, it got keyed, and your little key that, I guess this goes into your trunk? I said, yeah. He goes, it has red stuff on it. I said, no, it doesn't. So I thought they were just messing with me. I'm like, there's no way I didn't key his car. He kind of examines it. He gets there, and he cuts flicking it with his uh, fingernail, and he's like, huh, it's coming off pretty easy. He takes it and licks it. He goes, yeah, this is uh, this is ketchup. <laughs> and oh, I died laughing. I oh, that's died nasty. laughing. Yeah. And for one, why would he lick it? But he kind of because it was kind of gooey. It was it didn't look Ooh, like paint, Taylor, right? That's disgusting. And so, and the principal, I'm not. I I can't believe I forgot about this story. It's been since <laughs> high school that I've been telling the story, and I totally forgot. And then uh, over the weekend, I was looking at my keys, and there was something on it. And I kind of flicked it, and I said, "Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that story." And it was straight up ketchup, and I guess you know I had my keys out sitting, ke- mm. you know, McDonald's or the cafeteria or something like that. And this kid was like, "Yeah, right." He keyed my, and, you know, was going. The principal's like, "No, get out of here." And oh, then uh, the kid hated me ever since, and I did not key his car, but apparently mm. I like throwing ketchup all over the place. Hey, the most important question. <laughs> awesome story, by the way. I yeah. love that story. I can't believe your principal. <laughs> could you imagine COVID days? Somebody licking somebody's car key. Oh, well, he, that's yeah, because so he kind of flicked it, and he was like, "Well, that's not paint. Ew. What is that?" And he kind of like that makes me gag. He smelled it, and oh. I will right. never forget. Okay, yeah. All right, Jenny's something. gonna barf. I cannot. <laughs> most important question. Did either of you get the girl? No, because that story, it got out that that story happened and that he ran and told on me for apparently keying the car. And then snitches people get still, stitches. People that were friends with him believed I did key his car. I just didn't use my keys or whatever it was. And yeah, the girl just hated everything about it because it brought attention to her. So she was pissed. Mm. <laughs> Boy, that's nasty. I love that story. Mm. You know, there's only one time. Was it? Did you? Was this the actual principal of the school? Oh, yeah. There was only one time I've been called the guidance office, you know, a, a time or two. I wasn't really like terrible as a kid or anything, but there was one time where I got called all the way to the principal's office. It was to tell me that I was the student of the week. Hey, yeah. look at that. I was like fourth or fifth grade, something like that. I was yeah. Dude, I got I was, called to the principal's office one time. It was in fifth grade, and I mean, and then you know when they call your name, it's like, ooh. Yeah, especially when they announced it over the whole school. And they did. It was over the loudspeaker, and, I, and I'm sweating. I was a good kid. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like Jennifer Matthews, please do? come to the principal's <laughs> office. And I go, and I was told that I, I had written an essay for Mother's Day. It was about Mother of the Year, and that I was selected among all of the kids in the, I don't know, in the county, I guess. And my essay won. So my mom and I got to go have lunch with the mayor, and it was put in the newspaper. It was kind of a big deal. Hey, great job, hey, Jack. The mayor. Yeah. Thank you. It's incredible. But I remember being terrified walking up there like, what did I do? And right. no, it was good news. I uh, I got featured in the local paper, the St. Peter's I, Journal. Okay, all oh, right. I, I, hey, not not in like the active warrants section, so that's good. I uh, This is in high school. I think they offer it. I bet you some people in Kansas City have taken advantage of it. It's the A-plus program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right after you graduate high school. It's a deal where if you... You know, you, 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 your attendance has to be a certain place. Your GPA has to be a certain place. And you commit 50 hours of community service. Mm-hmm. And so my, my high school set it up with like, you know, different because nobody knows like, well, what do I do? How do I do community service? And so the high school actually set it up like, you know, here's some options you can do. Here's some things we can set up for you. And one of the things they set up was you can go back to the elementary school that you went to and help like first and second graders with their homework or with their schoolwork if they're struggling. And so, um, the A plus program launched in Missouri as I was a senior in high school, so I was one of the, I was the first year of kids to be able to do it. So I I mean I signed up, and uh, 
I met all the requirements. And so I went back to my elementary school and I tutored this girl. And anyways, it was uh, since it was a new story at the time, the local, uh, the St. Peter's Journal came out, and they got, Ooh. and I was right there on the front page, Yay. color photo of the of the St. Peter's Journal, and I was, uh, I, I don't know, I was trying to help. This was helping this little girl with her schoolwork or whatever, and I, and I'm goofy, Tater, you're goofy, and you know it's easy for us, I think, to make little kids laugh. It's not that we just, make, yeah, right, yeah, and they're laughing, right? So they got a real good shot of, I don't forget, I, I probably just made a fart noise or something, but we're both just. <laughs> just, just laughing happy. hysterically and it's so funny and that was the front page and it looked great my regret to this day is one i had frosted tips in the picture oh, and man. also i was wearing my uh you know big m&m guy growing up mm-hmm. so i had my bright red hoodie on just said shady on the front of it because mm-hmm. <laughs> he had his own clothing line and i was like m&m has a clothing line of course i want that 75 dollar hoodie that just says shady on it you're keeping it real dude i love that hoodie though that thing was awesome that's too funny Tater, were you ever nominated for anything or in the paper or anything like that? So sophomore year of high school, let's say I got in trouble for some extracurricular activity after school. We had a little party somewhere. And Cocaine. We all got, yeah, the uh, the uh, <laughs> the cops were called and it was relayed back to school. So I was in trouble sophomore, but year my senior year, I was actually uh, in the principal's office, not for a bad thing, for a good thing. I was actually the one who took things to uh, the classes and stuff like that. I I used to take the paper to get other people in trouble, <laughs> so I was actually nominated to be that. I don't know what they what You're they like call snitch them. of the year. It sounds like <laughs> you rat. Yeah, that's when I got to the top. I was ratting everybody out. <laughs> you better you better hope like somebody from Jenny's husband's Italian family ain't listening yeah. right now. But hey, you, you be get, swimming with the fishes. Hey, this guy over here. Hey. <laughs> You better hope my Katie's grandma isn't listening. The Lenzini family right. take care of people like that. <laughs> hey, we talked about this a couple days ago on the show. I think it's worth mentioning on the podcast again because Jenny Matthews is a psychopath. Uh, your vacation next week, you're going a long way away, mm-hmm. and you're not flying. Mm-mm. And no, I think that's driving. I think that's ridiculous. Well, except if I told you how much it was going to cost to fly you, and then get the rental car, you would not think it was ridiculous because True. it was going to cost us, honestly, close to like $3,000 or something silly. I'm serious. For They're, my family of four to go to the beach. They're trying to make up for lost revenue over the last year or so. They are. And with the rental cars, I don't know what's going on with that. It's demand. Okay, so you know how... Uh, anybody trying to buy a vehicle right now, try, it, it knows this. Like the the vehicle inventory is limited right now mm-hmm. because of those. It's like a COVID shutdown thing. Plus, people aren't going back to work. But it's the factories that make like the chips the chip, for these yeah. cars. So the new they're they're not able to make as many new cars, which means people are holding on to their cars longer, which affects the used inventory. And with the used inventory being affected, that has now trickled down to the rental car industry, yeah. and that's where they get those. And it's, it's the it's those rental cars now that are. In, in shorts, they're higher because there's less supply and demand is what yeah, it is. Yeah, so it was going to cost us, I think for the rental car alone, was something like $1,000. And, it, and it's such a waste. So we just decided it's a 14-hour trip. We have driven it before. I mean, no, nobody likes a 14-hour road trip. Nobody. I do like a road trip, but I think that's a, like, a little bit too long. But we decided it's just the most economical way to do it. So we are. We're driving to the beach, and it's going to be a time. I really want to do, like, when I was growing up and leave at 2, 3 in the morning where it's dark for a mm-hmm. lot of it and the kids can sleep and not have to stop every five seconds. You loved that uh, you you came to me because you're like, hey, map nerd, well, help me out with this navigation. Mm-hmm. We decided it's best for you to leave right away. Like, yeah. like we, d- we decided that you should leave at, like, 1 or one thirty in the morning because let's say you hit a big city ru- – and then in the Midwest, it takes about, what, roughly four hours to get from big city to big city. Mm-hmm. Like Kansas City to St. Louis, 250 miles, about four hours. You know, your speed demons maybe through whatever. But um, so with where you're going, 
I told you what was the best, like 1 or 1.30 in the morning is when you need to leave. Because that way, because your first city you're going to pass is St. Louis. Mm -hmm. That puts you in St. Louis around like 5, 5.30 in the morning. So, so you we'll don't, miss that rush so hour. So you'll miss rush hour. But then by the time you pass like Nashville, it'll be like 9 in the morning, and that rush hour will have passed and been done already. So we need to leave at 1 a.m. Like 1, 1.30 in the morning, I, mean, I feel like. I am good for I think it's great, you know, and... Matthew's always like, well, you know, Scrown's great for you. You know, you never drive. I totally would drive. I don't mind driving at take, all. I take don't... the first four hours. It's my time to shine. Take, I get yeah. up early for work. I'm used to getting up early, so it's fine with me. But he, I think he is a control freak that way. Like, he wants to pretend like he wants me to drive, but he doesn't really want me to drive. I, uh, I, I do prefer driving. And I remember Katie and I, uh, we drove from... Columbia, Missouri, all the way up to, like, Ohio. Mm -hmm. That's a three-state trip. It, it was a long haul, and the whole way up there, I drove the entire way, and it's just, I prefer driving, but then when I was done, I was like, why didn't I let Katie drive? Like, I should have let Katie handle oh, Indiana. It was yeah. dumb that I didn't let her drive. Right. I don't know what, again, I think it's kind of a control thing, but. Just men. Yeah. Men. But, uh, and I just think, my, and so we brought this up on the radio, and I was real interested, I, I knew I'd be in the minority because people call, they would call and they'd say road trip all day. Mm -hmm. And like there are obvious benefits. Obviously, like financially, of course, you prefer the road trip because it's a lot cheaper. It is sure. cheaper. Also with gas prices. I mean, it's cheaper. But well, you're yeah, but those gas prices are going into the plane tickets, too. So okay. like the plane ticket prices are going up as well. Like Everything's going up. But the thing everyone yelled like, yeah, it's fun to just say like road trip. And like it sounds fun when you yell it. But like, mm -hmm. can, can we be can we keep it real here? Yeah. Road tripping in the Midwest kind of sucks. There's nothing to see. It's boring. If if we lived in the if, the West Coast, my buddy, my my best friend in the world, he lives in San Francisco now. Oh, and, to go up the coast. And he and he had had to uh, yeah. what was walk. So he was in the military. So he was stationed actually in Hawaii, and he moved from Hawaii to San Francisco. And what they had to do was, you know, they put his they put his vehicle on like a ship, and they they shipped his vehicle. Don't worry, the army paid for it because I'm sure that's insanely expensive. But obviously, you know, government paid for it. They shipped his car, but they shipped it to Los Angeles. So he had to, he flew down to LA and it's like a six hour haul. Like it's not close from LA to San Francisco, even though it's in the same state. But he, then he had to do the six hour drive from LA back up to San Francisco. And I asked him, how was it being on that long of a drive? And he's like, dude, it was awesome. Cause he literally had the Pacific ocean on his, out of his driver's side window the whole time and said it was the coolest drive he's ever done. Whereas us, you know, Hey, look, I love where we live. But I think even people in Kansas will tell you driving through the state of Kansas is awful. Mm -hmm. It's it's just it's Nebraska, it's Iowa. Uh, we uh, I took a trip to Denver not too long ago. We drove up to Wyoming, just, and I was like, "Hey, cool! I've never been to Wyoming." And I was expecting mountains. We were in uh, Cheyenne, 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 Wyoming. Hey, that place sucked. <laughs> I'll never go back to Cheyenne, Wyoming. It's boring and flat. It's nothing. And I, the Midwest is. I love living here. I love being a part of the Midwest, but. As far as road trips, man, fly me the heck out of here as fast as you can. Yeah, I know. I agree. And, and usually we do fly, but it's just way too expensive to well, do it this next year. Next Thursday, we're going to make that trip from here to Colorado. Four of us are going out to Denver for a bachelor party. Nice. And we're driving. Ooh. And I think we're driving overnight Thursday. Yep. And I, I'm like, ah. But, you know, whatever. And this four you should volunteer can... to take that early morning drive since your body's used to it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, get that 11 o'clock, you're halfway through Kansas, which is so dang boring. You'll nap like a baby. You'll wake up and in Colorado. You'll be good to go. Ready to pop something in my mouth that's legal there. By the you, way. You ain't getting weed in Colorado. You ain't I, doing that. I, I might get a, one of the little gummies they have out no, there. No, you, you won't. What do you mean, no, I won't? You're a prude. You ain't going to do that. Prude. 
I do know this that I actually talked about this on the air the other day that so everything's kind of returning to normal. Right. um, And that bachelor and bachelorette parties actually are even crazier now than they were pre-pandemic. People are just going nuts. And I think it's because everyone's been cooped up. And so now they just want to really have a time. So this is going to be a time for you, Tater. I don't understand. Like, I mean, yeah, go out, have yourself a wonderful time during your bachelor or bachelorette party. Mm -hmm. But when you say like wild times, I think we're all like, and read between the lines there, and you're, like, talking about strippers and whatnot. Well, like, strippers are one thing, but, like, to actually go, like, have an affair and cheat, you know, people, that's ridiculous. Well, yeah, like, okay, this that's right, because this is what we were talking about. We said, you know, they go out for their bachelor or bachelorette parties. People are like, well, it's your last night of freedom. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, your freedom was gone. Can Not that it's honest? a bad thing, but your freedom was gone when you, when you got, once this relationship became serious, at that point, that's when that quote-unquote freedom is gone. Not... You're after your bachelor party. I went to a bachelorette party um, years ago for my best friend, Nikki, who was just in town. And so, I don't know, there were probably 10 of us girls, and we're at one of the girls' apartments. And all of a sudden, this, you know, stripper comes in. He He's like, hey, I'm a fireman or whatever. I came to check and see what's going on. You know, he's got the costume on or whatever. Right. He, and he's like, I've got to whip out my hose here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, let me tell you a story. He whipped out his hose. He was butt naked. His penis was, like, flying around. I was dying. I'm like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. He was like getting up on everybody. I'm like, get away from me. It was okay. disgusting. Sorry. This is this is where the conversation turns rated R and that's fine. Did he get so close to where it purposely or accidentally like touched somebody somewhere? Yeah, like This guy had, I mean, because I don't, look, I, I don't, I've never been to a party where there was a stripper of any kind, be it a male or a female. So I don't really know like how it goes or what, how, what they do. But I don't think they're supposed to get totally naked and touch you with their parts, right? Uh, I, I, well, okay, so, so with know. the with the, with the whether it's a strip club or like uh, a bachelor party, I know for God, oh, so, so let's say the lady dancer shows up. Usually she'll get down to she'll be topless, but she'll keep the underwear on. And you know you get a lap dance, you maybe get a little motorboat in there, but that's that's about the extent of it. Well, like, this guy just thought everybody wanted a piece of that. I'm like, get away! He was disgusting. How do he look though? Did he look good naked? <laughs> I th- honestly. Male genitalia is just not attractive. Well, maybe not genitals. The rest of his body. Did he look good naked overall? Like, I mean, I no, he it was. I, I, the manscape at least was it nice and trim down well, there. He didn't have anything anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The helicopter. Ah, you're the old helicopter D. That's <laughs> yeah, right. He did. He did, and he was having such a time. He was. Yeah. Really what other tricks? Are there any other tricks, sealer that I could maybe use to spice things up in the bedroom I with Mrs. Keller? The helicopter. The helicopter. It was so funny. I remember, like, me and a couple other girls, we were dying. I was laughing so hard. I was crying. You know how I start snorting and... Yeah. It, was, it was hysterical. I was... Just, it was very funny. Anyway, that was how a wild time. Was this, like, last week? Oh, no. It was, she got married right after I did, so... Oh, six, maybe. Okay. Oh. oh, so, like, 15 it's years ago. It's been a minute. There you go. I wonder if he's still in the game. Like, I wonder if he's retired yet or, you know, is he still whipping oh, that thing oh, out? Oh, wrinkle balls. Well, here... here. Well, hey, all balls are wrinkly. Yeah, so, here's the question, though. It's like... I wonder if there's a market for that, for maybe an older gentleman. You know, they say now the dad bod is the sexiest bod there is. You know, so I wonder if there's a, a man, like, whether he's doing going to parties or, like, an OnlyFans, like a dad bod OnlyFans page, and he's just, he's getting it because, ah, like, for, okay, like, for men, you know, hey, there's there's a lot of men who who maybe prefer going and getting them a cougar, right? Prefer them an older woman. I want ladies, is there, like, a market there where you just want you an older man? You know, like, maybe... Avis, if it's a sugar daddy, I don't know. Everybody's got their thing. Hey, what a raunchy you know? conversation! I'm here for it. This is yeah. hilarious. This is cracking <laughs> Never me up. Never did I think when we started this that I was going to talk about the guy at Nikki's bachelorette party whipping out his penis. Whipping out the helicopter. <laughs>
I like how you always uh, say the actual you say penis. You won't say like the D word or the C word. It's always it's always penis. Or wiener. I, I can't stand the C word. I, I just can't. Yeah. I can't. It just sounds like old man raunchy, like, hey, broad, come over here and sit on it. You know, yeah. just like it is so disgusting. I just don't, I don't no. like it. We're totally not monitored by the FCC on the podcast, but <laughs> I feel God. like this is the line. Like, we're not going to actually dive into all the words we're all thinking about, right? Hey, look, if you're listening, you know what we're talking about. It's all good. This has been fun. This has been fun. I don't this even know where to go from here. Probably no, we're, we're, say we're, 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 uh, we're almost at an hour here. We usually don't <laughs> ram. See what happens? We take a week off. The next thing we're rambling. On and on for an hour about strippers in the old helicopter wiener there. Don't worry, Jenny. We're putting out the fire. Don't worry. Wonderful. Mm. Glad you brought your hose. Mm. Mm. <laughs> hey, hey, look how long I can extend my ladder. <laughs> <laughs> mm. We appreciate you listening to the Morning After podcast. Uh, and this, yeah, this will be it for another hey, two can weeks. Can I get a round of applause? I didn't cough once. Hey, there we go, Jenny. There we go. There you go. That's two cowbells for me, too. I appreciate that. Probably all those drugs you've been popping. Get yourself nice and healthy there. Amoxicillin wood. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you're uh, just if this is new to you, we encourage you to go back, listen to all the episodes, and uh, talk to you again soon.